The following is rated M for Mature. The opinions expressed do not reflect the views of the developers. Now, make sure you have a bunch of quarters, get your joysticks ready, because now, Sonic goes on a rampage. Gotta go fast. Welcome! Welcome everyone to Two Dudes, One Double Feature, the show in which two dudes talk two films, and that is about it. I am Dude One, Richard. And I'm Dude Two, Joe. And welcome to Season 4. I know we said, you know, Season 3 finale last, but you know, I figured I'd be consistent. Season 4! It helps us more. we're keeping track of all this stuff. It helps us keep organized, exactly. But, um... How are you, dude? Too, uh, just fine. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's funny because I think before we recorded, we were talking about how we just didn't really have anything to say for this part. <laughs> no, I mean it, it's you know what? A, like last couple, I've been trying to finish up my, the Inner Sanctum Blu-rays with Lon Chaney. I was watching, I was watching one of them the other day. And it was a very strange movie. I, I was showing you clips from it, and like Lon, Lon Chaney yeah. plays like Lon Chaney plays like this chemist, and he tells his basically his story to this lawyer guy, and like a sword gets involved, <laughs> like children's lives are on the line. A kid throws a rock at his head, and it's okay. It's a very, very strange movie. Uh, one of the notable things I will say is it made me think of last week's episode because uh, the actress who played uh, the wife of Hans in Bride of Frankenstein is in it. Oh, yeah, you were telling me about that, along with all the <laughs> all the nonsense that was going along in the in the whole thing. It was a pretty crazy, uh, crazy movie. I think I got one more one more of those inner sanctum uh, movies to go. It's it's been an interesting journey and I kind of like them a lot because. They're not the greatest movies ever, but I do like Lon Chaney Jr. and just I love things that are just like an hour long. Yeah, no, we I think we're 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 learning that more and more about ourselves that we definitely prefer something that's just it's not that long. <laughs> I mean, we're, I think I think we're getting just like fatigue on anything that's over two hours. Yeah, it, it's I, I was actually trying to determine what I was going to watch today before we decided to end up recording, and I'm like. Hmm, do I want to watch this like two-hour documentary, or do I want to watch this hour-long Bela Lugosi movie? I think I'm going to watch the hour-long Bela Lugosi <laughs> yeah. movie. Uh, that's not a tough decision at all. <laughs> no, it's uh, it, it's pretty easy. So I think after this, I'm probably going to watch um, watch some old Universal monster movies that I haven't seen yet because I just realized I didn't open up this box set that I had from Screen Factory. Yeah, is it the is it like the big fat one you were sh- you were telling me about a while ago? No, this one, um, this one is like more of the obscure ones, you know, because obviously there's the big box set with like all the Draculas, all the Frankenstein's, all the Wolfmen and mummies, all that stuff. But this one, um, this one has some of like the other other ones that the studio was doing, and they've done a couple volumes of this of this series already. This is like volume four, and 
Uh, it's got a couple titles that I really, really want to check out. But but how is Dude One? Again, I I'm, I'm good, I guess. <laughs> you know what? You actually know it was kind of funny. Uh, yesterday at work or last night at work, really. My one of my managers came up to me and she's like, "Listen, I I I, I this just has to be said, but you seem a lot more relaxed than normal." Yeah, that's the same face I made. I made this. what? Yeah, if you could. If you guys could see the face I'm making right now. Like... <laughs> I I mean, I don't notice it. I don't. But then again, like earlier on, last time I went to the doctor, my uh, my doctor told me that I had lost weight, and I was like, "Are you sure?" And I'm just like shaking my stomach, <laughs> like really. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, if if that is very much the th- the case, I would probably. Uh, say it's because, you know, I think I've gotten into a pretty solid routine. You know, I work um, one of one or two of the three days I'm available at work and I'm getting, I'm very comfortable with that. I, you know, I, I, I basically do the same thing and I keep pretty consistent in the routine. So maybe that's partly why. I don't know. Mm. But uh, she wasn't the only one that said it, but it was just, it was just funny that it was brought up Especially because afterwards, I, uh, I, because we're not uh, receiving cash at the moment, so it's like less contact. But someone put three dollars down in front of me and then left, and so then instead I, uh, and we don't have any bins in, uh, to put the money in. So I just like got a paper towel and <laughs> and picked up the money <laughs> and I set it on the counter behind me and then I put another paper towel on top of it. So I'm like, I don't know if you noticed that, but there's there's money encased in paper towels over here that I didn't want to touch. <laughs> even though <laughs> even though I'm wearing gloves. So I just thought that was really funny, but you know, hey, if I seem more relaxed it's probably a good thing, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, Obviously, you you like with with anybody's given situation, you know if they they you could be hiding something, which I don't think you are, because <laughs> <laughs> I feel no? like I would I feel like I would know what's going on with you, because but that's mostly because I probably talk to you more than I do most people in my life. <laughs> and same, exactly. So I, I don't there's I don't really know why I would feel more relaxed. If it is, uh, but again, if if that is the case, it's probably a good thing. I don't know. Yeah, important. You know, maybe try try to be relaxed as you can while being safe. I think I guess is I guess is the important thing. I suppose that is important. That is the important thing. Other than that, I I I I did watch uh, a movie that I can talk about. I watched this uh, Soul of the Dragon. Well, Batman. Soul of the Dragon. It's a Batman movie. You know what you should have done? You almost should have just said Soul of the Dragon and talk about like the movie, and then you're like, oh, and Batman's in it. <laughs> well, you know what? That's that's the thing because like Batman doesn't need to be in it at all. Because <laughs> so basically, it's it's an animated DC movie, a part of that like series of animated DC movies, and it's it kind of feels a lot like like a '70s Bruce Lee movie. Even one of the characters is very much, uh, like, resembles Bruce Lee. Maybe not, like, too much, obviously, but, like, very much in that kind of ballpark. And I feel like I it kind of felt like just watching the trailers that it was going to be, like, a, like, an Enter the Dragon but with Batman kind of thing. Which, mm. story-wise, it's not, but in, in style and mood, maybe a little bit. 
but it is very it is very much a 70s feel and it's a really fun movie like the action's a lot of fun the uh the characters are fun and they have a lot of great personality it's a short movie but you know that's a lot of these dc animated movies the thing is though for being a movie called batman soul of the dragon you didn't need batman at all (laughs) in fact if you got rid of batman focused on the characters that were in there and built them up a little bit more it would have been a pretty damn good movie at that point i think that's the tough thing with a lot of with some of these characters is that you have like a really fun concept for something and then you're like well you know to sell more copies of a given disc or give more digital downloads or whatever we got to put batman in it it's a marketing thing It, it is a marketing thing you know it's you know that's just been that's just been the way it's been especially with dc and warner brothers like anytime they want to tell another type of story you know they don't they're unsure they're unsure about whether or not it would sell so what's their what's their option let's just put batman in it and the thing is they could have utilized batman better because because i liked i liked the design and i liked the voice actor who was the main guy in grim i don't remember his name um so they could have done a really good job with it but it's just you can clearly tell the filmmakers almost felt like they were forced to put Batman in there just so that it, they thought it would sell better. I don't know. It was weird. Um, but again, that's just what they do all the time. It was at least entertaining though. I would definitely, I would definitely say it was worth watching. I don't know if I would pick it up, um, from my shelf again, immediately amongst, especially amongst all the other Batman movies that are really about Batman. But you know, if I want to just watch something entertaining or if I just want to check it out again, yeah, at least it's entertaining. I, I guess I guess there's that. So, as we're talking today, today is uh, February third. Just to give you a timeline of when we do these things. <laughs> uh, we we ha- yeah we like to prepare. We we like to we like to prepare. We do, and uh, the Golden Globe nominations were announced. Yeah, I woke up to that, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that was still a thing." <laughs> <laughs> You you kind of forget, especially these days, you know this this time in our lives that award shows can still be a thing. Yeah. When I kept seeing articles saying like, "Oh, Golden Globe nominations," or seeing like uh, specific, you know, accounts on like Instagram or uh, Facebook or anything saying, you know, congratulate like I like the Mandalorian. Obviously, I follow the Mandalorian social pages and seeing the image like you know mandalorian was nominated for best uh original series drama or something mm-hmm. and so i was like oh wait were the golden globes announced and so I just go to look at it and you're like oh okay cool nothing for scoob though what the hell i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> well so i'm just gonna get some of the bigger i guess no- nominations you know because we're we're typically a obviously you said mandalorian What's yeah, up? but I don't, I don't know if you watch any of the other shows that were that are up. Like, um, like what shits shits Creek was up for? Uh, see, this is what I hate when I'm when I'm looking like through this. I get it's so I feel like it's so jumbled. Anyway, they have uh, uh, the father nominated for drama, Mank, which is something that we saw. We saw that Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, which you saw. I saw that. And uh, try the trial of the Chicago Seven. That's like the that Aaron Sorkin 
on netflix netflix movie yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and then best motion picture musical or com- uh musical or comedy borat subsequent subsequent movie film oh yeah <laughs> this this is the this is the silliest one on here hamilton <laughs> oh are you talking about that uh that musical that we talked about that was from like almost five years ago now it's like a while ago and (laughs) they have like the filmed version it's kind of wild i guess it shows you the state of where things are at when when that gets nominated for best motion picture i mean do you i mean do you know you know how i know that's an old like not just because it was released like years ago but you know how i know specifically now is that i was watching an episode of a rerun of law and order svu and David Diggs and Anthony Ramos were in the episode. So I was like, when did this come out? And it came out in 2016. And they looked okay. like how they looked like when they were in Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, what, what else is here? Palm Springs, which I've heard. I've heard some decent things about music, which I have not heard about. Yeah, I, I just heard about music, but not music. Not music from Vertical Entertainment and The Prom. Uh, some other like notable like things, obviously, like Queen's Gambit being nominated for miniseries. Still haven't seen it. Still want to watch it. Yeah, my, my my mom watched the watched the whole thing, which um which surprised me. But I guess you know it's a compelling, uh, compelling story there. You know, I know people have been talking about obviously like the fact that Hamilton's even nominated. Like, what's his <laughs> face? Lin Manuel Miranda's nominated for best actor. <laughs> <laughs> He's good, but again. It's, it's, it's four, it's five, it's officially at this point over four years, not exactly five years yet, but it's getting there. I feel like it'd be different, it'd be different if this was like a different, like, if they had a different, like, category or something, like if they had, like, live performance, or, or, I I don't know, but, like, just to put it, to put it up there in the category is just, it's just a very strange choice, and I feel like, I know there's people out there who are like, I can give you ten films that could probably go there. I'm not one of those people because I don't watch anything new. I watch gorilla movies. <laughs> you you stay at home and you watch your 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 various incarnations of gorillas and and them attacking other things. Yeah, that, 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 that's all I do. But uh, I, I mean, you know, um, as far as stuff I've seen, I know Mank picked up some nominations. It's nice to see Amanda uh, Seyfried. 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 All right. I always remember from like Red Letter Media where they're like Amanda Seafood, so I end up just just saying a thing that. But she was nominated uh, for Mank, and I, I'm glad to see that she was really good in Mank. Yeah, I mean, I guess a lot of these do make sense as far as like potential Oscar stuff. Like Hillbilly Elegy is probably going to be up up there as far as like you know with Glenn Close. You know, I know mm-hmm. people had some negative thoughts about that, but. Again, it's it's going to be one of those like award season type like movies that we get. It, there wasn't necessarily anything I didn't expect to see nominated, I guess, except for Hamilton. Other than that, there's just yeah. You look at the list and you're like, yeah, I get that. That makes sense. That's cool. It, it just it just exists. Um, I'm very I'd be very curious to see what the Oscars are going to look like, especially given that. Some of the stuff on here is streaming only. I, I imagine the Golden Globes is much more open to just like streaming only stuff when it comes to movies. But the Academy, I know they're still very much like, listen, we might adjust things a little bit, but that doesn't mean we're not going to be, you know, supporting the theatrical um, exhibition market and all that, you know. 
it's just gonna be weird one we see like because i mean obviously a lot of stuff has been getting nominated in different things already and has been winning things from like critic awards and and all that stuff but it's gonna be so weird to see how the rest of like the award season plays out with just the way everything's been and even even just like you know, like we were talking about in the last episode for, for a brief second, you know, how the Oscars extended their nominations uh, for Best Picture to, like, 10 and, like, the years they've been doing, like, 8 or 9. Now it's just wondering, like, are they even going to... I mean, I guaranteed they can find things, like, 10 movies or 9 movies that they can nominate, but it also makes me wonder, like, are they just going to do 5? Because it's like, well, there's just... There wasn't a lot. Or, or like... You know, just like, are they going to pick ones that that are that did have some type of theatrical window? Right. Like they'll just ignore like a lot of the streaming stuff, which I hope they don't. I mean, I mean, some of some like, there's been streaming stuff that's been nominated anyway. You know, in the past, obviously, like The Irishman, but at least that had a theat you know, that had a theatrical thing. You know, mm-hmm. even Mank Mank was actually playing at a, a local local movie theater. You know, so we'll see what happens. We're not we're not awards experts or no. the best predictors, but nor do we necessarily care all that much. If I'm if I'm being honest, it ge- honestly because a lot of the time, a lot of the time, it ends up being pretty forgettable anyway. Yeah, you like the the last thing I remember from the Oscars was uh, when they misread, um, what was it, Moonlight? Yes. Like that, the whole like La La Land moonlight mishap. Oh yeah, the the probably which is funny because it's like, it's probably the most memorable thing to happen to either movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's both a criticism of one of those movies, and 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 then for the other, like oh man, that's that's kind of a bummer that that's the most <laughs> memorable thing about it. Yeah, but I'm not gonna tell you which one. You're <laughs> <laughs> just gonna leave that. You know, just leave that dangling for you. Uh, but anyway, anyway, enough with Golden Globes. It, it was good to see what was was uh, what's his face. Chadwick Boseman was up for yeah, a nomination. That was so. nice. That was nice to see Chadwick Boseman. Let's talk about our movies to this week. This so this week we decided to go. Um, you know, we both play video games. Yes, yes, we do to, to varying degrees. But we we both play video games, and we thought it'd be interesting to talk about video game movies like movie movie adaptations of video games i'm gonna lead in with this so besides the two we're talking about are there any movies based on video games that you actually really like that i really like or or enjoy or have any level of interest in really well i get it's weird because i'm not like the biggest pokemon fan but i guess detective pikachu yeah would be there by default but even then, it's one of those where it's there by default because it's part of it, like the concept of having Ryan Reynolds' Pikachu is so ridiculous that you have to <laughs> laugh. <laughs> but also at the same time, you know, I fell asleep in the theater watching Detective Pikachu. So I don't know if I can give you like a, a clear answer for, for your question. All I know is that a lot of them are either really just forget, like really bad or so bad they're funny. Like the Super, Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, is like is an ultimate like guilty pleasure movie. Mario, 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 and Luigi Mario. <laughs> Monkey, <laughs> Monkey. No, because 
that's the reputation though those movies have that i mean i i attribute a lot of it you know first and foremost that you know most of them are made by like two directors you either got uva ball who's not a good dude he's just really annoying um and you know whenever anyone says anything anything bad about his movies he's like you don't understand cinema that was a very terrible german accent i'm so sorry well not as bad as his movies but anyway and then um who's the resident evil guy paul not what's his name paul ws something anderson paul ws anderson yeah yeah and he did like the the uh, like nineties Mortal Kombat movie, which that's another one. I'll he, like I, I forget which Mortal Kombat movie or if it's the only, whatever. Like I know there's one that I know people do talk about just because Raul Julie and like how bad you know it's one of those like entertaining movies. It might that might be the one actually the one that he did. I think I think I might be wrong. You know, again, we're not. I'm not a video game movie historian. Uh, there's someone though that is. We, oh, we should sure. have we should have asked them. Yeah, definitely. You know, we'll we'll talk about that later. But we decided to pick some of our favorites from the last couple of years, as far as video game movies are concerned. Because yeah, it's just like I said, they don't have a great you know rep because of that, and also just I guess it's it's it could also be like a translation thing to to you know translate from one medium to another. Well, I could tell you this: if they made a Pac Man movie, I can guarantee you, I'd probably still rather just play Pac Man. It's yeah, like if yeah, there's yeah. if there's some, if like that's the one of the I think the biggest issue with the video game movie is translating what people like about the game to the big screen but also having translating the excitement because it's one thing just to watch an exciting movie, right? It's another thing to watch it's another thing to be playing like again, I I I'd never played an Assassin's Creed game, but I imagine playing an Assassin's Creed game uh, is way uh, is way better than the experience of the Michael Fassbender movie. Playing any anything, doing anything, is better than watching Assassin's Creed. <laughs> but, oh, and dude, I was actually really excited for that one, too. Because I like... Because the director that did Macbeth, the Michael Fassbender Macbeth, which I liked, uh-huh. I was hoping that that kind of quality, that at least for me quality, would translate well into... Uh, into Assassin's Creed? Nope. No. No. Nope. Nope. Not a, not 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 one bit at all. Really, is. And I know there's I know there's been attempts and talks about doing like a Halo, a Halo thing, like a TV show. I think they're doing a TV show now. Okay, uh, it's one of those things where like I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. You know. Uh, but anyway, our first film we're going to talk about. Uh, this is going to be a slightly, might be a slightly surprising movie for those of you who have never seen this movie. And if you didn't see the title. If you didn't see the title. <laughs> <laughs> you, or, or, honestly, they they might just assume that, like, th- that this title isn't even in. They just assume that's just, like, we just put it in there. But, <laughs> n- no. Uh, we're going to talk about, first film today is the 2018 uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie, Rampage. Ah! No. Okay. No. <laughs> One day. You're just. You're just. You're just too likable. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> no, but rampage, uh, and that that might surprise you initially, and. It's one of those things where you think about it. Like, a lot of people talk about, like, video games they want to see as a movie. Like, I just mentioned Halo. Yeah. People, I would assume, would like to see a good Assassin's Creed movie. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. But the fact that this is, like, 
a really, really old game. It's not a triple A title. That that's kind of the funny thing is that both just side note, both movies we're talking about are like from way back, like even before like our time, but also during our time. Whereas like a lot of the other ones that we see are based on these huge, like continuing modern video game franchises. Like Rampage, my first exposure to the game was like going to a friend's house where they didn't own an Xbox or a PlayStation. Uh, so they had one of those like plug and play things where you plug into the TV with your, your cable, your, you know, red, white, and yellow uh, cables and you, we played Rampage and that was uh, where I was first exposed to it. A lot of fun. And then I heard about, like, about the movie and I'm like, oh, it's got The Rock. And I like I like Dwayne Johnson. I think he's a likable dude. Yes. But, it's, but you also think, like, there are a lot of his movies that are not great. Yeah, he's, 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 as far as quality, he's kind of like a modern Will Smith in, in the sense that, you know, he's, he's more, he is more a genre in himself than as like, you know, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think that's a pretty apt comparison, honestly, Will Smith and, uh, and Dwayne Johnson. They're just the personalities, yes. you know, and then there's everything else that's in the movie, you know. But this movie, I, I think this also showcases to it. It actually makes me. I, I'm going to be talking about other giant monster movies again. <laughs> Sorry, don't apologize. It's a great thing to talk about. It makes me think of the monster verse a little bit because the monster verse, especially with the first Godzilla movie, after Brian Cranston dies, I don't, don't care, care about anybody. No, he's I really just, like, just don't. <laughs> I just don't care. And this movie. <clears throat> it might it might go a little overboard in places with the rock but i think it also shows you the demonstrates you how important it is to have a charismatic leading man in a movie no i i definitely agree with that because i mean again like like with this movie as well it it definitely has its it's really really boring parts <laughs> but it would be even worse if Dwayne the rock johnson wasn't there doing his thing just just be in the rock you know and i you can you can attribute a lot of the entertainment to that as well just you know any little like thing that he does even though like i'm mostly there just to see big monsters break things cuz that's what the game is like i like for me i played the game uh in my friend's basement uh, cuz i think i believe he it was a it was a super it was either super nintendo or sega i don't remember but we play the game all the time and uh, we would, you know, just be the monsters destroying the buildings. It was a lot of fun. Sometimes the buildings would be uh, kids that were mean to us in school. Just like, we hate you. So sometimes you got to get your aggression out in video games, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that that's really like one of the main parts, strengths of that. And to his credit, too, I think he does a good job, like, with this weird thing to say, acting. Because he has to act with George, who starts out as a normal-sized albino gorilla. And it's it's a pretty, I think it's a pretty fun relationship these two have. It's good chemistry. Like, it, it, it's really, I think it kind of works out, and it helps the early part of the yeah. movie and, like, the third act. And it's definitely also where the movie is the weakest, is when where they're not together. When George is gone... I don't care. Yeah. Like, George flips off the rock. 
You know, <laughs> George is a dirty, dirty, dirty ape. But to be the special effects on him are, are pretty good. Honestly, I think it's a pretty good, pretty good use of like mocap uh, technology. No, it's really it, this. The effects of like the monsters are actually really cool. So like when you get to that third act and you see them all together and they're just breaking stuff and like you know rampage like doing their thing it's it's actually thrilling like i'd never seen you saw this movie in theaters i did yes and you were saying like it was it was it close to one of the later experience experiences because it was 2018 so it wasn't that long ago it was yeah it's this year it'll be three years ago i went i saw it in dolby that was a lot of fun i saw that with my brother uh fee Han, uh, and our friends fee Han and gifford hi guys we, we had a blast and what was really cool too was that there were like there was like a family in in the row in front of us and the kids were really excited <laughs> about the movie <laughs> just seeing like the monsters like smash things They're like oh yeah and they're like cheering and that you know what that makes you feel good it's one of those things where you expect that kind of thing out of like an avengers movie or something like that but it's nice to see out of like a like what is effectively a b movie <laughs> <laughs> What is effectively a B movie starring an A list uh, about a bunch of uh, monsters from a video game? It, it's kind of magical, really. It's it's a really good time. But you said you you did not see this in theaters, so when we we watched this together, it was your first time. This was yeah, this was my first time watching Rampage. I didn't like intent like I heard a lot about it that people were kind of surprised how entertaining it was. But people were like, you know, what? like like people were saying like, you know what, it was actually kind of fun. I didn't have. A mass like I was interested in it because again I played the game a lot with my friend growing up, but I didn't have a massive like interest in wanting to watch it immediately. But I remember you talking about it a lot specifically, and I know you already like it's kind of like in your wheelhouse already because you got big monsters be be uh, breaking stuff with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And when you suggested it for the episode, I was definitely like, okay, yeah, sure, I. I I, I wasn't against the idea at all, especially because I could find something to, to pair it with for the conversation. Yes, absolutely. Definitely, like, the first act, like, the first part of it, like, there were definitely points when I was like, that was contractually obligated. <laughs> oh, look, it's Huey. <laughs> like, just, like, little things like that, and then George shows up, and when George and The Rock are on screen, I'm like, that's cool. And then Malin Ackerman shows up. I'm like, hey. And then Jeffrey Dean Morgan shows up. I'm like, is this Watchmen? <laughs> <laughs> so, like Silk Spectre 2 and her dad in this movie. Like, what's going on? Spoiler alert, by the way, for anyone who hasn't seen Watchmen. But <laughs> it's just it was just kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Or, or just like going, ooh, look, the Rampage games in the background. Fun detail. But the moments I was definitely the most entertained was when it was like we were talking about when it was george and when it was the rock then the second act happens george is gone <laughs> he's with a big wolf which by the way the big wolf scene the big wolf scene was wild dude you were you weren't expecting that either joey manganello <laughs> joey mango shows up and like he gets a whole like setup that's he gets a whole thing like they should like they, they build up his his presence they show his scarred hand, and they follow behind him, and then he gets a hero shot while he's on a helicopter, and you're like, Joey Mango! What up, man? What's going on? You get so hyped for Joey Mango, and then he goes in the woods, you're like, he's going to take down that big wolf, even though it's flying, and you're going to be, you were like, what is happening? 
then he dies yeah and, and the funny thing was when he dies like you think that they would try to get like a last stand sort of thing like no he has no chance he gets full-on sam jackson from deep blue seed <laughs> if you know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about but that's exactly what happens and it's the worst thing i got so that's my big issue with the movie if i had to have like a massive problem is that they set up all these characters and all these people that just don't amount to anything later they're just they're just there for their they just served the rock for a second and then joey mango gets a seed and he's dead <laughs> i think i think that's especially true of like his buddies at like the wildlife preserve yes. at the beginning they, they don't show up again like i want to know i want to i wanted a scene where the guy was making kale bread and had a date right because <laughs> it sets up, he, he, he wants, he want, you know, he he wants, he wants to have a special lady. So maybe he's on like on a date and he's making kale bread, and then like a monster destroys like his oven or something. I don't know. At least, at least have some kind of closure. Because like the like even Huey, just like he's just the scared guy, and then and then he gets scared again, and he even says not again. <laughs> 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 and then that's it and then tia dalma shows up like halfway through the movie so we're finally meeting the second half of the 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 pairing of dwayne johnson and 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 uh whoever whoever uh naomi harris was playing i don't remember the character's name and then and then but, but listen listen they they i feel like she comes a little earlier than halfway through the movie but like i will say i will say she gets one of the best like strangest lines ever when she's on the phone she's like uh uh, uh like my car exploded or something <laughs> she you know what i i even said like that was a pretty funny excuse to like get off the phone <laughs> it's 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 on the level of like in american psycho when patrick bateman wanted to get out of a conversation and he would just be like i have to return some videotapes <laughs> and he did it every time like anytime he had to leave like he was like anytime uh like there was a scene when he was breaking up with reese witherspoon and and he just starts leaving and it was a really uncomfortable situation for both of them and she's like where are you going and he goes i have to return some videotapes <laughs> <laughs> or like he tries to kill his one friend but then the friend catches him doing it and thinks he's like coming on to him and he gets excited about it and then you know patrick patrick bateman's a, a really hardcore homophobe in the movie and so like he starts freaking out and he's like washing his like his like gloves he was wearing to choke the guy out and, the, and then the guy's like, Patrick, where are you going? And he's just, like, crying. He's like, I have to return some videotapes. <laughs> <laughs> it was on the level of, of just ridiculousness of that excuse. It's kind of funnier, really. It's like, my car, my, uh, my, my car exploded. Bye. What? <laughs> but but your point is well taken about. There, there are quite a few supporting characters that really don't amount to a hill of beans. They're just there to serve The Rock. and Which, again, I get, because The Rock's great. You know, he's entertaining in the movie. You know what? I also give Rock points because, as I mentioned when we were watching it, because he has, because it's The Rock, and so he's going to have a lot of say in how, you know, the movie plays out with his character. He does end up getting in the monster fighting action. Yes, he does. Which you don't see. You don't see at all, because the humans are just witnessing what's happening. And they're doing, like, they're like the covert ops team, like, doing stuff behind the scenes while the monsters are fighting the monsters fighting like ultimately to the humans is a distraction so that they can either get people out of the city or they can do whatever mission it is that they're trying to do the rock's like no i'm getting in on this i got my grenade launcher i'm gonna shoot some giant monsters i'm gonna get in this action he does more than batfleck did fighting doomsday in bvs 
which it's Batman. He should have some contribution to this fight. <laughs> I get he's a dude, but still, he he. But like you got the if the Rock can just like go crazy and just start firing grenades at a giant wolf, you can do more, Batfleck. I'm just saying. Yeah, considering Batman's like type of person who's like supposed to be prepared for every situation, but just does not seem very prepared. No, you would think at some point he'd be like. I will at some point fight a giant, almost unkillable, (laughs) reanimated Kryptonian. I should prepare for this. One of the other characters we haven't talked about really too much yet is uh, is Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character, who is basically just good guy Negan. He's he's a hundred percent just good guy Negan. (laughs) Like again, I I've seen clips and bits and pieces, so I I can't completely say that that is the case. But just from seeing like the different things than seeing his performance, you can tell he was kind of still in that mode when he was playing that character. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what? It was, I think it was him that actually showed up halfway through the movie. Now, now that I'm thinking <laughs> about it, because like, yeah, I think you're right. I think Naomi Watts does, or not Naomi Watts, Naomi Harris, pardon me. I think she ends up showing up a little bit sooner than halfway through, but even so, like the characters that are supposed to be the important ones that don't really build up any kind of, actual relationship in the movie end up showing up later and then you have to like endure an entire like second act with these characters and like the chemistry that's just not really there yeah it's it's a little frustrating that second act but man when the fireworks fireworks do get to go off at the end of the movie they go off like you see all these monsters like what are the coolest shots where you know what's coming is when you see Lizzie, who's like the mutated like alligator, going through like the, the like going through the river and emerging from like the from the water and just like causing so much mayhem. <sighs> that was when I finally was like, okay, let's get with this. This is what Joey was talking about this right. whole time. I'm like, what is what? Why are we watching this? <laughs> and then we get to that third act and i'm like oh hell yeah this makes sense (laughs) and uh, just like and then the the monster three three three-way brawl at the end i think i think is a lot of fun just like the like ralph the wolf like flying through a building like he's like a flying squirrel (laughs) or even just when um what's her name lizzie the 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 mutated alligator thing um is like crawling through like one of the one of the buildings just trying to like just get through this middle part of the building it's just it's so fun but the funny the the, the silliest thing of all is uh, what probably my favorite part of the movie is when they're on like the for, like the former like Sears tower and the, the, the whole scene is amazing like <laughs> I just, spo- yeah I know spoil, it, yeah. spoiler alert it's it, it, like Malin Ack- if you're a Malin Ackerman fan you're not gonna like how she ends up here but it's hilarious like <laughs> Oh, you know what? You said spoiler alert. I'm just going to say what happens. She's obviously the head of this evil corporation because you need those in these types of movies. And she has like some kind of beacon playing to like heart, like to get these animals to come to, uh, to come to her so that she can like, like syndrome them basically like, you know, have them destroy stuff. But then I, if I'm remembering this correctly, uh, to like destroy them and then take some of their DNA and then weaponize it. You know how these corporations do. And then uh, <laughs> we get to the scene where um, uh, 
Naomi Harris and uh, Dwayne Johnson have not necessarily a cure, but like a fixer that'll stop the the rampage aspect of the giant monsters, but the giant monsters will stay giant. Mm. And so they're trying to figure out how to give it to George so that he could stop like freaking out. And uh, so, <laughs> so, so they decide to like um, call George over so they know where they are, stick the antidote in her like bag or her pocket or something into Malin Ackerman's pocket. Like uh, <laughs> Naomi Harris, like like kicks her or, or punches her, uh, punches her right in the face, and then George just picks her up and then oh, swallows the whole. It, it's amazing, and like what the, when the building comes crashing down ultimately and they have to they have to like basically like quote unquote land the helicopter <laughs> like <laughs> the, she's like what are we doing this thing has no tail we're not gonna we're not gonna fly the helicopter what do you mean we're not flying the helicopter we're gonna crash it what <laughs> <laughs> just like I, I i love stuff like that but also to uh this in, in general, I, I also want to, like, talk about, too, there are parts of this movie that are a lot more, like, brutal than I, than I remembered from seeing in theaters. Like, the opening scene makes you think of something, like, almost out of, like, Alien or, or, or something where they're they're trying to escape this pod. Yeah. You, you see some, like, limb, like, like, body pieces and things floating in the zero gravity. And then there's, like, a giant mutated rat, which is... My first thought, obviously, was that he was going to actually turn out to be a really, like, serene uh, rat and want to train uh, some mutated turtles. But, you know, that's obviously not what happened. No. <laughs> to my, to my you know, uh, to, to my unfortunate uh, learning as the scene played out, that's obviously not what happened. But, <laughs> but no, like, there's a lot of carnage in this movie. And it was kind of, like, surprising how, like, violent it does get. But that third act is by far what saves the entire thing. For me, at Agreed. least. Agreed. Because that's, that's what I kind of was hoping the entire movie would be. Not that it could... Not that you would want that to be the entire movie, just them breaking buildings and stuff. Because that is the entire video game, so you need something to build to that. But when you get to that point, you, you just don't care about any of the other stuff that happened in the movie like maybe a few scenes like the loss of you know joey mango <laughs> but <laughs> but when you get to that third act it's it's a lot of fun i i definitely was happy having watched it at that point i was like you know what i dig this i, I can say i dig this movie yeah and you know what too it, it it's 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 less than a, an hour and 50 minutes long it, it I don't I mean other than like the the second the second act I feel like is where you're like okay the pacing's a little like uh, they, they I feel like they could have spiced this up a little bit but once you get to that third act it's so beautiful and I think that's one of the hardest things with the video game movie is to try to capture the essence of what made the game you're adapting so popular yeah I think rampage even if even if, like because I know people like complain like oh like you know because I believe in the game the monsters were originally people who became like the giant monsters. I thought I was reading that, but like, I don't it, do know. that I don't doesn't, it, it doesn't, that doesn't matter. No. Cause I feel like the, the, like the spirit of that is, is captured, um, at least in, in the third act. And again, the rock 
is an entertaining presence on screen. There are some funny lines in his rapport with George. He's like, I, I'm not crying. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then, and then, then George just makes a dirty joke <laughs> and a dirty insinuation. Yep. George is just filthy. <laughs> George, well, George is filthy because A, he's got a, he's got a, you know, dirty mind, but also B, I mean, he just crashed through a bunch of buildings. So his, his <laughs> he first is, little on the, he's actually you know. dirty. <laughs> um, but I mean, I like this movie. So I have, I have the poster hanging on my man cave door. Um, and it's like a, like a, almost like a, like a Japanese, like it's got like, ja- I believe Japanese characters. I do like that poster. That is a dope poster. It's, and I got that with my, like my Suncoast pre-order because I did pre-order this movie. <laughs> I wanted to own it on 4k <laughs> and you know what? I, I'm, I'm glad I do. It's one of those where I do like putting on time to time and just, you know, seeing, uh, seeing the rampage ensue. That said, we're going to speed through our intermission and get to our next film. Stay tuned. Welcome back. In our last segment, we talked about Dwayne the Rock Johnson fighting a big wolf that flies in the movie Rampage. Now we are moving on to a much more recent movie, uh, a movie that is based on a character that I have a lot of nostalgia for and grew up with. We're talking about, of course, the 2020 video game adaptation, Sonic the Hedgehog. Gotta go fast. Do it! God damn I'm just quoting the character. Why you gotta do it like that? You want to do like a, like a like a little funny like a goofy voice to go? Gotta go. Gotta go. Stop it! Stop it! Why are you doing oh, this? Yes, yes, I gotta go fast. Stop doing it! It's scary. Oh, hey there. Hey there. I hate you. I'm gonna go fast. I quit. And that's the end of two dudes one double oh, feature. Wait, wait, Folks, oh, thank oh, you for wait. so much for. I'm oh. back now. <laughs> yeah, you can't get rid this of me. This is my one, <laughs> one get out of jail free card, and you ruin it. This is my revenge. It has finally worked. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Sonic. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about Sonic. <laughs> Sorry, that was just that was just so like unplanned and random. It just made me laugh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Sonic the Hedgehog. Came out last year. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Surprisingly, uh, ha- this movie's got a whole like history already, and it's not even that old. No, you're right. <laughs> it's got a whole thing. So, you know what? Here, I'm going to let you start off with this one. Well, so, you know, it was one of those movies where I knew I was going to see it, not because I was excited about it, but because I had, you know, my brother and my our friend Feehan wanted to see it. But the first trailer comes out for this thing. 
<laughs> and we see the design. <laughs> to and play everyone, the design. Everyone loses. Sorry, the design played to Gangster's Paradise, which I never thought would be associated with Sonic the Hedgehog. No, but b- bigger than even Gangster's Paradise, the design. Everyone lost their minds over the design, and uh, this was Paramount. Right, Paramount, they, yeah. so they've done the Transformers movies, and they did the Ninja Turtles, and the Ninja Turtles have a controversial design. Yeah, you know, but I think their mentality was okay. The hardcore fans care, but most people won't. It seemed like with Sonic, though, everybody was mad. And you see the design of Sonic. We're not even talking about yet, like the plot of the movie, everything else that happens in the movie. Just Sonic himself, the character. And he's, it's really not great. Like, you, there's still, like, images and memes of that face where, like, he had these almost unexpressionable eyes. Like, for some reason, like, the, the eyes just, like, especially in that picture, like, they're not, like, they don't look shocked at all. And then, for some reason, they gave him, like, super detailed realistic like pearly whites like not even just like teeth but like detailed perfect teeth it feels like something that would be out of like courage the cowardly dog where you have like a really creepy design of a character and so i think they spent like millions of dollars to go through the whole movie and redesign this character basically this was like people talk about the snyder cut all the time uh, as like like a, a big example of fans influencing the creative process of movies. This is probably more so to some degree. But both bo- but both obviously got both sets of fans got what they wanted at the end of the day. But uh this one was much more well, we'll, immediate. We'll, we'll find out. We'll we'll find out. <laughs> we'll, listen, you're getting a Snyder cut. We're not guaranteeing its quality, especially not us. But no. but they completely they put a lot of extra work because you got to think too they weren't just redesigning Sonic because other characters from the Sonic world show up like I talked about this when we were watching it N- like Knuckles kind of like like our Knuckles like character shows up um, spoiler alert but there's an end credit scene where Tails shows up and guaranteed if uh, if we're looking at the old design of Sonic. Those other characters also probably looked different as well. Yes. So they're not just redesigning Sonic the Hedgehog. They're redesigning everything around him as well. Like you were mentioning the owl. That's like his like friend or guardian or whatever. Like guardian, yeah. The the guardian of Gahul. <laughs> Speaking of Zack Snyder. Um, that was a very realistically designed owl. Yeah, I felt like with that character, they were like, well, this character is not going to have that much of an impact on the movie, and it's not going to be in the sequels, so we're not going to redesign We're just going to leave that one alone. But, I mean, I could be I could be wrong, and they, they probably had, like, an ultra-realistic just owl. Like, they just had an owl <laughs> like was. that was lying around on set. They just, they just like, put on uh, an owl that had, like, fake armor on its body already, and they just, like, it would just go like this. And then, like, like a voice would just come out somehow. <laughs> like, it wasn't even animated. They just put an owl there. It was a really crazy thing. And 
it, it caused a lot of problems. So like people lost their jobs. Well, I think also part of that too. I think I think with like the I was trying to read up on this a little bit. I think it was like the the Vancouver studio division division that company had to close because I guess they could find a better opportunity elsewhere. I don't know. I don't know if it was directly Sonic, but it that was like the big thing because that was like the most recent thing, and like the the redesign was such a high profile story. No, yeah, you're right. Um, it's just, but it was just crazy. All the all that went into this simply because people on social media hated the design. And now, granted, the work that came out afterwards, Sonic looks amazing. I think the design is is very faithful. It, you know, we you were talking about Detective Pikachu earlier. It kind of made me think of like when the Pokemon designs were first shown in that movie and how like they looked realistic but still very faithful to pokemon mm -hmm. but uh with with sonic it's i think it's very much the same ballpark now looking at it and so i'm happy that the, that the redesign happened but you know with all the stuff that that had to get to that point it's it's a bit of a different ballpark yeah and it was all that effort and like the movie the movie itself didn't really change i am like i just think it's the same movie that what, what we would have gotten is just the design we look at it a lot more favorably now so it gives us you know more uh more rings ring you know the, uh, there's no way i can make that into a good joke but joey it's okay we 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 all we all try we just gotta we just gotta move on from that point swing and a miss but <laughs> you know i i feel like that that's why a, a lot of the positive reviews for this came or at least from fans you know because i knew a lot of people who were overwhelmingly positive for this overwhelmingly movie. positive you know and i feel like 98.7 okay yeah 98.7 percent <laughs> of that was the sonic design it was the sonic redesign but to be fair there are other good elements of this movie yes there are there are other good elements but i the, the like jim carrey jim, jim carrey thank you for coming Jer jim carrey <laughs> but the, i will just just one last thing i would say the yeah the redesign gave a lot of good faith towards people that wanted the change wanted them to redesign sonic so there was definitely more of like okay they listened to us for once and so now we can go and watch this with a bit more uh optimism which is so weird because this is a movie clearly made for like 12 year olds and yet like people in their 30s <laughs> were the ones that influenced <laughs> not to say that was all of them but i'm guaranteed a vast majority of them who grew up with sonic the hedgehog games like me um even though I didn't really care all that much, I was like, okay, the movie exists. But, you know, the fact that the movie was influenced by these more OG fans for a movie more or less for 12-year-olds is just kind of hysterical. Mm -hmm. But, no, uh, there are other good things about the movie, and that's why the movie's actually pretty entertaining overall. And like you were saying, one of those things is very much Mr. Jim Carrey. Yeah, I feel like even, I feel like even if the re like the rehab the movie with the redesign or not the redesign with the original version or whatever mm -hmm. you'd still have jim carrey's performance which carries which not not in a dissimilar way to the rock in rampage carries a lot of this, this uh, he carry that he carries this movie like he probably has back problems now from carrying <laughs> this movie he's like oh thank goodness the redesign can carry some of the load all right uh, uh, he just took that one bit off of the off of his back like okay 
here we go. (laughs) (laughs) But no, he's, he's, oh my God, he's so good. I was saying, I've said constantly that if this movie was announced in the nineties, like, like late, like kind of late mid, mid to late nineties, Sonic the Hedgehog movie starring Jim Carrey, I would have flipped. I would have been over the moon excited because like I was a big Sonic the Hedgehog guy. I played the video game all the time. And Jim Carrey, that was like his biggest point in his career when he was like this big movie star. He was in Dumb and Dumber, The Mask, Batman Forever, uh, Ace Ventura movies, obviously. And so I was a big fan of his. And I would have just been so excited to see this movie. Now, I'm more like, okay, it's coming. (laughs) But then I saw it and I was like, you know what? 90s me would be very pleased with this movie. This would be in the VHS tape of every 90s kids collection if this was released in the era of VHS tapes. I was, You know what? They should have released a VHS tape. That would have been kind of cool. Like kind of like how um, what was the movie that you got? Was it Pete's Dragon that you got a VHS clamshell case for? I I did, but I was actually thinking about like the Stranger Things, yeah, um, Target like Blu-ray sets that actually have like they actually because the Pete's Dragon thing that I got only had like a digital code, whereas um, you know Stranger Things actually had discs. They do inside yes. the packaging, you know, or but there have been like companies that like was it a SRS uh, Cinema. Um, they, they've been putting out like a limited run of like VHS tapes for, you know, recent like monster movies that they've been putting out. But yeah, that, that, that would have been neat. But Jim Carrey in this is hysterical. I was thinking about the scene with him and Neil McDonough. (laughs) Neil McDonough has been in a bunch of things. So it's just like, he's like just this military guy and he's trying to say who he is. And Jim Carrey's like, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) Or like, he just makes his like, his like goon as, as your brother affectionately called him. Cause he is a goon. Um, would, uh, Mr. Stone, Mr. Stone, just like, like have him translate what he's saying to him. I was like, Mr. St- uh, Agent Stone, <laughs> doctor saying you're basic. <laughs> I, I love, I love the scene where he's just like, Mr. Stone, push yourself against up the, against the wall. <laughs> and he does that and he goes on to like threaten him or like give him like a scolding. <laughs> I love, I think my favorite bit is either the, the dance scene, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. which when she gets interrupted uh, by Agent Stone making him lattes. <laughs> He's very aggressive about it. It's like I, I would love, I would love a latte. I love the way you make them. Uh, <laughs> but no, he's so good in the movie. He very much channels his kind of like early years performances. I always like. I talked about this too when we were watching it. I kind of think my favorite version of Jim Carrey is villain Jim Carrey. Yeah, because. You know, I, I love him as, as Dr. Robotnik. I loved him as uh, the Riddler. He's great as the Grinch. and I Oh, the Grinch, he's so he's good. He's so good as the Grinch. <laughs> uh, and I even really liked him as the Cable Guy. Have you seen that? I have not seen the Cable Guy. I kind of want to do that as a double feature, actually, because it's such a weird movie, because basically Jim Carrey plays this guy who has no friends, no life, all he ever did his life, his growing up, was watch old sitcoms and TV shows and all types of different shows. Not even movies, I think, just shows. And Matthew Broderick uh, is uh, trying to get like free cable from him, so he asks, like, "Hey, you know, I was told that if uh, 
I did this. I can get some free cable. And uh, are, are you one of those kind of guys? And then he's just like, what do you think I am? Um, but he's obvi- he was obviously joking. It's a whole thing. He's, um, mm. Basically, what ends up happening is that Jim Carrey says, listen, I'll give you free cable, but we have to hang out. I want to be I want to be friends. And so it basically turns into like fatal attraction. But <laughs> like Jim Carrey the whole time is just like trying to be Matthew Broderick's friend. And uh, okay. it's it's a pretty crazy movie. Ben Stiller directs it, and he has like a bit part in it. So you love Tropic Thunder. So yes, this is I'm just true. saying like that could be that could be a lean in to to check that movie out. But I love villain Jim Carrey because he, he's the he's one of those performers that just goes for it. And like he puts his whole body into his performance. So like when you see when you see him play Dr. Robotnik, like it's so like outlandish and outrageous and, and just crazy, but it's so fun to watch. Yes. I, I love the part like towards the end where he's just like, Well, I wasn't not expecting something. <laughs> it's like that was unexpected. But I wasn't but I wasn't not expecting some I wasn't not not expecting something, so there you go. <laughs> No, he he he's he's really great, um, really funny. Um, I think you also have James Marsden uh, in this. Yeah, movie. you know what? We like James Marsden. He's yeah. fine. And you know what? There's some there's some scenes where I think he he does a pretty good job, like because ha- he has to work with Jim Carrey, and obviously Jim Carrey is the thing you care most about, and like, like the Sonic redesign, obviously. But I love the scene where Jim Carrey's trying to pose as like a guy trying to check his house, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and they get in this, <laughs> they get in the conversation. I love it where he t- gets in about the dentist with like. The dentist calls me this, and uh, I, I would correct them, but it's gone so far at this point that I just don't. Well, Tom, whose dentist calls him Tim? <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, like James, like I'll say, James Marsden has a much does a much better job uh, going up with Jim Carrey than Tommy Lee Jones ever did, because James Marsden, you know, James what? Marsden doesn't try no to reach that level. Like James Marsden's like charismatic in his own right, so he's just doing his own thing, and he's just riding. Listen, he's like a surfer, man. He's not gonna try to like beat the wave. He's just ri- He's riding with the wave. Yes, he's man. riding exactly. He's riding with the wave. He's not swimming. There's in no it. way. <laughs> he's there's no way he can tame this thing. He's just going with going with the flow, rolling with it. You know. Obviously, I'm I'm not a surfer, so I probably don't know <laughs> the squat, and I probably he's hanging what, ten. I said was completely wrong. <laughs> you know, this is not a surfing program. Please do not take surfing advice from two dudes one double feature. You know what? We need to watch Point Break more. Maybe we would know more about surfing. That that'll be um yeah that'll be our bye. <laughs> just we could just uh just watch Point Break a bunch of times. We'll end up doing a double feature of Point Break and the Cable Guy only because those are the last two movies we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> but no, James Marsden. He also has a weird uh, attraction to projects where he has to talk to uh, a digital animal. It seems, yeah. Like you were saying, you were saying he was in that Hop movie with um, who? Who's who's who plays Hop in that movie? Do you know? I. I you're making me look up Hop now. That's going to be my search history. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, you know what? The things I do. You know what? Show. At least um, that's the thing in your search history you're worried about. That's a good sign. <laughs> oh man i got i got hoop dreams up <laughs> i don't think he was in that movie uh 2011 uh this movie's gonna be 10 years old this year holy moly 
Yeah, James James Marsden's in this one. Uh, who plays Who plays uh, uh, Russell Brand? Russell plays Brand E B. I assume is the bunny in this film. That makes sense. I believe that. But yeah, and it also just it just feels like a lot of those like it, you were talking about nineties. It also makes me think of like early two thousands, like or mid two thousands care like CG animal characters or who are like famous cartoons or whatever come into the real world. I was thinking about like Fat Albert and uh Alvin and the Chipmunks. I mean this is better this is Smurfs, this is better than a lot of those, but I think that was one of my main things, like I know exactly like what is going on they go they it's like it, the end battle scenes in a midwestern town you know and then you have like i, I don't know like just <laughs> it gets somewhat of a, a a level up no pun intended maybe slight pun intended pun always intended really um <laughs> of because it's got like more action scenes cuz it's based on a video game whereas i imagine most of these other movies literally it's just like you know, I don't know. Like, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't watch a lot of these movies to say I'm a connoisseur, but I, I very much have seen these types of movies a lot. We're getting another one this year with Tom and Jerry, with Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh yeah, Chloe Grace Moretz mm-hmm. and um, uh, uh, um, I forget who else, but it's but it's Tom and Jerry. At least they're two dimensional. So at least there's that. I'll give them points for 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 changing it up at least in the design, but no, it's it's really weird. This like it's like a weird genre of movies that people keep making. Um, but at least with Sonic the Hedgehog, it's entertaining. And along with Jim Carrey, I also got to give props to, to a to a lesser extent, admittedly, but I got to give props to Ben Schwartz, Sonic himself. Um, I do like Ben Schwartz. Uh, he's a very funny comedian. I, I've seen some of his stand-up shows that he's done with Thomas Middleditch, who I love from Silicon Valley. And he's also in uh, King of the Monsters, Godzilla King of the Monsters. Um, and also I have a personal affection to Thomas Middleditch, completely unrelated uh, to this whole thing, because uh, um, his character's name was Richard from Silicon Valley, and they made a pop figure, and it looked a lot like me at the time. Not not so much now, but at the time it looked like me, and so I was like, "Oh, hey, this could be like a pop of me," but it wasn't. Mm. Uh, <laughs> right. But no, Ben Schwartz is actually is actually pretty good as far as like voice performers go. I th- I think it works for at least what I understand Sonic to be because I'm not like a hardcore. I mean, I mean, I, I've played Sonic games, but it's not like I was like obsessed with Sonic. Yeah, and I imagine like something who's like really fast and. You know, I think that's the other thing too. Is like if I was a little kid, I think I would probably like this a lot more. I agree. And this is nothing against nothing against Ben Schwartz because I think he does a great job with what what he was given. But sometimes it gets a little on my nerves. Agreed. It just gets a little. It gets a little much. But th- again, I'm you know we're not the demographic. I'm a cranky. Uh, we're not the demographic. We have to accept that sometimes. And people, we we talked about this before. People have a hard time accepting, especially that. you know, early thirties, late twenties. Uh, 90s Sonic fans. <laughs> Again, no animosity, really. But no, I, I de- he definitely does a good job, like you're saying, with uh, with what he was given. There are definitely times you can clearly tell, though, that 
they needed him to make some ad libs to throw in so Sonic can say things like they maybe felt maybe the studio or someone felt that Sonic needed to contribute something. So like there's a lot of ad libbing and a lot of times it just doesn't work. Like like there's like random references to like Amazon using drones, which how does Sonic even know about Amazon? He doesn't have Internet. <laughs> he like he has some understanding of the world but at the same time it's like just stuff that he sees yeah it is interesting what he does and doesn't understand or like having to have him have like a love of keanu reeves which is fine yeah. but it's just kind of it's, it's kind of like it's it, like let's be timely with this because keanu reeves is a very beloved person especially these days Whereas, like, if, I feel like if we showed it to, if we have kids, we showed it to them, like, years later, we're like, <laughs> Keanu, they're like, who's Keanu Reeves? Like, you shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me who he was. That doesn't matter. You should be bored with that knowledge. You <laughs> should just know that he's great. <laughs> How are you, my child? <laughs> <laughs> didn't Elon Musk implant that chip in you? Who's Elon Musk? <laughs> okay, that one's fine. You don't have to know who that is. <laughs> Oh, you don't know? Oh, thank God. Okay, you know what? I love you again. Come here. My my, my, my my darling. I knew you were were my kid all along. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so this movie, I feel like, you know, it's, I I guess one of the things I'd say is like, it's it's mostly inoffensive for Mm -hmm. one. And, you know, it's only like 99 minutes, like you said with the other movie. It's not that long. It's pretty, it's super, it's fast. I, it's got to it's gotta go it's gotta, fast. Ah, Joey! <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it's, I think it's, I think some of the action scenes are pretty entertaining. That's, like, I do, I do like it. That's where it actually know. excels, I think, is the action stuff. Mm. Because, like we were talking about with Rampage, and how when you get to that third act, it's really when the movie comes to life and it really starts to feel like the video game adapted on the big screen. That's how I feel about Sonic when he's really like, when he turns into like a ball of speed or when he's running around uh, to different places. Like I always love that, like, like some of the opening stuff with Sonic when he's just kind of like witnessing the world and like playing baseball by himself like i think Con- sonic and ben schwartz has the best chemistry with themselves maybe which sounds bad i agree with that but it's true i agree with that but like when when uh when it gets to the, the those action scenes with uh all of dr robotnik's like i loved the car chase scene which it's weird to say in sonic the hedgehog there's a car chase scene but it's true um i liked yeah, i liked that scene cuz it's like you know uh, you're seeing Dr. Robotnik and Sonic fight for the first time, basically. And then when you get to that last scene when Sonic and, and him are, like, running and, like, chasing each other, is pretty cool. And the, Sonic gets that really cool, like, hero shot at the end of the movie when, like, he's just electrifying and, like, his eye starts glowing and stuff. Like, that was pretty dope. Um, so there's definitely, like, sparks of of fun times in this movie for sure and i definitely left similar to rampage i left sonic going that was actually a lot of fun and it's one of those cases where they they set up they set up some things where i might not have like loved loved this movie but it gets me like at least very curious for a sequel because you get jim carrey's character doesn't die he's just in another like world and he looks much closer to like the robotnik character from the video games and of course we see tails and I'm like, okay, you know what? Maybe in the next movie that they'll go, maybe put move their chips in and move all in because this movie made some pretty good money considering it came out right before the world shut down. This this movie made bank. This is 
would you, isn't it like what is the highest grossing movie of 2020? Do you remember? I'm sorry if I'm making you look something up again. It's it was probably I, I hate to sound like that. Yeah, it was a Chinese movie called The 800. What was um well where was Sonic? Number 6. Number 6 actually is one of the bigger American movies this year and it probably wouldn't have been in the top 10 if this was a regular year mm-hmm. because you were supposed to have things like Wonder Woman 84 come out, supposed to have Godzilla versus Kong come out, the new Bond, Black Widow, and all these other things. But, the you know, number six is a pretty respectable showing. I mean, it made 319 worldwide. I think it had, like, the biggest opening weekend ever for a video game movie. Isn't it the, the highest grossing video game movie ever? It's at least in as far as, like, the North American box office. I believe that is uh, that is the case. You know, um, and this movie only costs like it's ranges from like 81 to 95 million dollars, which for a big budget movie with a big budget IP, that's a pretty small budget and pretty nice return on investment for Paramount, which is a studio that's not usually in the best financial situation. (laughs) Like this is this is a potential for being like a legitimate uh, new franchise for them, because like the Transformer franchise has started to fall off a little bit. I mean, it was never really, like, truly, like, quality-wise the greatest, but it made money. Like, the- I mean, yeah, like, like two, or, two or three of them made, like, a billion dollars, you know? And uh, they have Mission Impossible. Um, they tried Ninja Turtles, but it didn't work out so well. Although the second one, I, I, I laughed so loud, <laughs> just how, like, stupid the whole thing was. <laughs> the second one's kind of like, like we were talking about, like, like one of those other kind of video game movies where it's like, okay, <laughs> it's dumb, but it's making me laugh, at least. It's, a, I'm at least having, I'm at least having, um, at least having a good you, time. You put, ty- you put but- Tyler Perry in the same situation you put Kristen Wiig in Wonder Woman 1984. So I'm like, Mm. okay, that's kind of funny. Yeah, 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 for sure. With both of these movies, I think one of the big things is it shows, A, you got to get, like, the right, like, leading people in a movie. Whether it be The Rock in Rampage or Jim Carrey in, um, in Sonic. I mean, even though it's weird, I don't know, he's he's the biggest star in the movie, I I want to say, outside of the actual IP, you know, but... It, it, that's very important, but I also think it's important to have some type of love for what for what you're doing. Like Rampage, clearly, they loved the carnage that the video game was able to show, and the Sonic movie I think is able to demonstrate pretty well, like Sonic speed and just some of like the fun elements of the games. I imagine, you know, and I mean, we we talk about like or we talked about earlier the the, the translation, the transitioning aspect of like adapting a video game and obviously like we've heard a lot about a lot more video games are getting adapted in fact i think they're they're really going for it now like like there's going to be an uncharted movie coming out and there's going to be all types of different things so i think a lot of that has to do with the fact that over the last few years there have been some pretty successful adaptations on video games now like even before those, like like Detective Pikachu came out, like we were talking about that, and uh, like I think there was a few shows that have come out, like Ca- Castlevania was pretty popular for a hot second. Yeah. So I think I think studios are starting to take notice that maybe video games might be getting popular and in adapting into movies. So I'm just hoping that they're able to figure out a truly great way to adapt a video game into a movie. 
which again it's it's not easy because again it's hard to capture like that feeling like we were talking about but if they do it and i hope they do similar to my west bentley thing i hope that it happens (laughs) (laughs) no i mean it's a hard thing and also too like going off of the video game thing it's not just like the fact that you're playing the game can be exciting it's also almost like your own experience exactly like you like this is especially true of like open world games too but i imagine you with any other game you know a little bit of this experience but like when you play a video game it's it's a different thing from watching a movie because and with any even with just watching any piece of art is like you're having your own individualized experience so it's so difficult to have like a movie adaptation that runs like 90 minutes that's try to comprise all of that into something that is watchable it's a very difficult challenge and to to give you that feeling that you get when you play a game which is very interactive yeah you know you're you're moving the character you're making the story continue you're doing the different side missions or whatever it is whatever game it is that you're playing and so you need to capture the feeling of excitement that you get and it's much harder so but i i I always hope for the best and so and if these movies are any indication at least at least some of these future movies hopefully will learn from these movies and just have fun with them yeah no no for sure um, anyway, folks, uh, that about that about does it for this week's episode of Two Dudes One Double Feature. What are some of your favorite uh, video game adaptations? What are some of your favorite just video games uh, in general? Uh, please let us know on our socials: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're both on Letterbox. Anyway, folks, uh, check you guys out next week. Have a good night, everyone. Hey. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, shout out to John and Kenny Armstrong. They make great music. They make this show better. Thank you for being a part of it, you guys. And of course, a hint to next week's double feature. We're spotlighting a great director who continued a fantastic boxing legacy and gave the MCU a Best Picture nomination. Stay tuned. <laughs>